When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everyone. This is Shane Grove, your host of the From the Shadows podcast. And with me today, as always, is the super producer, Jason. Greetings, everyone. And sitting across from me in a very nice, that's kind of a cool heavy metal heavy shirt. Heavy metal shirt, that Kind is. of double on time. Is uh, the bearded wonder himself, the barrister. Hey, everybody. Excited to <laughs> be once again back on the show. So, you know, the bad thing is, is you guys' beard game is really top notch. It is. Yeah, you know, Jason, I, I might as well just go home and shave. You need to just go I just ahead need and to just go home and shave. Beard. I'm no, just going to go home and shave. No, you need out to grow of it total out. total embarrassment. Man. Grow it out. Listen, he still shaves with a hot towel, so. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> well, before we get started with this episode, we want to welcome another new member to our Patreon family, Brian. Brian, thanks for uh, becoming a patron, and we're only a couple away, uh, a couple m- members away from Patreon from from like a prize level or something for all the Patreon members. That, no doubt, no doubt. I can't, yeah. I don't remember the details. I mean, I'm, I'm not very smart. But if we get a couple more people to sign up, I think it's a new sticker for everybody or something. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah, I think that's what it is. Reward so, them. Reward them, yes. Yes. And we want to you know, welcome any new listeners. And if you don't know the deal, if you've got an experience you want to talk about, get a hold of us at, where is it, Barris? From the Shadows Podcast at Gmail. At Gmail. Or you can hit us, go to our website, from fromtheshadowspodcast.com. <clears throat> Find us on all the social media, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook. You can message me personally on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then check us out on the After the Shadows forum page. That's where everybody gets together and kind of talks about the episodes and puts some fun stuff up there. So, And if, so, I, might, I, if I might add. Oh, another uh, commercial. Uh, no, there is no commercial. Okay. I just want to say, <laughs> for if we got any new listeners out there that might catch this episode, you can find us on your favorite podcatcher and make sure you like and subscribe and share these episodes if you like it. 
Yeah, because you. if you're not listening on your favorite podcatcher right now, something's wrong with you. Wait, yeah. Doesn't Jason's voice sound like he'd be one of those game show guys? That, what did you win? Rice-a-roni, the <laughs> San Francisco treat. Say it. Well, he does. He should be on a game show. <laughs> and so, our, our, in fact, our guest today um, is somebody who I found through social media because um, we're going to be uh, – we're going to be doing some stuff. So this yeah. episode is going to air next. Okay. So yeah, I'll be in be the Outer Friday. Banks next week. We'll be doing some cool stuff in the Outer Banks, uh, doing like a couple, you know, ghost tours and doing some, you know, stuff for YouTube. So um, by the time this episode comes out, there might be some cool stuff on YouTube for our, uh, oh, yeah, for our Patreon. Let's so, we, yeah, we actually, so in preparation for that, we kind of threw it out there in this Outer Banks Facebook Page like has anybody had any experiences and and our guest is probably now regretting raising his hand <laughs> and volunteering, but I'm glad he did because he's got some great ghost stories he's going to share with us. So, Chris from Hello. New Jersey, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me. Well, we'll ask you about the whole pleasure part when you're done. Easy. <laughs> So, so Chris, do you yes. want to kind of uh, give us a little bit of backstory of how you got into uh, the the paranormal stuff that you you know the investigation side of stuff that you're doing? Well, yeah, it's um, I guess to be very honest, it's really started when I was a lot younger, and I've always been intrigued. There was always something about it that really drew me to the actual situation, and um, you know, I probably could remember as early as five. And uh, I was actually talking to my mom the other day, and she remembered this story. You know, I was at my cousin's house, and and uh, we were playing hide-and-seek, and it was a small house, and there was only four people in the house. And, you know, if you imagine walking in the front door, you look up, and there's the stairs that lead to the actual bedrooms, and the first floor is a normal living situation. And, you know, we were playing hide-and-seek, and I went upstairs, and uh, I looked in the one bedroom, and I looked in the other bedroom, and I stood in the hallway. I could hear my mom and my, my mom's cousin talking, and I heard this deep, guttural male voice, Chris. And I looked to my right in the bedroom that I was just at, and there was nobody there. And my cousin was a female, and she was standing at the bottom of the stairs. And I ran down those stairs, and I told my, my mom, she's like, oh, you're just being ornery. I wasn't being ornery. I knew what I heard. So I think that's what really started it going as a, as a kid. And, you know, a lot of the experiences I've, I've had so far, you know, have not been malevolent, but just really – you know, great experiences, whether it be from, you know, my parents' house growing up or, you know, my fraternity house or even the house that we were renting while we're building our new house. And of course, you know, the the biggest experience, the most eye-opening experience being Gettysburg and um, Pennhurst Psychiatric Facility in Pennsylvania. Wow. So as a kid, and I think this this, we throw that out there to a lot of people, and I don't know why that is, but but for some reason, adults are so easily dismissive of children. I agree. And, and sometimes adults, we, we're so busy with with our everyday lives and the problems of our everyday lives, we don't listen like kids listen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're just so quickly, easy to dismiss things that they say they hear and things that they, they see. I really, and, and I, I've told my story on here before with my daughter, uh, with something. And, and so as a cautionary tale, you know, parents out there, if your kids say they yeah. heard something or they saw something, take it seriously. 
just do. Maybe. Well, I think what aggravates parents is, is kids don't listen to what you want them to hear, and then they that come they and listen. say, hey, I, heard mm-hmm. a go- I heard this is good. So, so let me ask you this, Chris. So, so you mm-hmm. hear this male's voice, okay, mm-hmm. and, and you're just a young kid. What did you think it was? I, I at first, I thought it was my cousin messing around. And but when it was like guttural, it was like it just I remember and I'm getting chills here thinking about it, it was like yes. and I looked to my right because I could I knew it came from that right bedroom that I was just in. And then when I turned back down to look down the stairs, she was standing at the bottom of the stairs, but it definitely was not her. And like she almost like come around the corner from the kitchen and it was definitely upstairs. It was definitely off to my right hand side. And again, it scared me to the point where I ran downstairs. But to this day, I mean. You know, I'm 50 years old. That's 45 years later. It's still imprinted in my mind like it happened yesterday. Did you and ever hear I, that voice again? Uh, I never heard that voice again per se, but I've heard inflections on different recordings that I didn't hear through EVPs. Um, but it definitely was not that. I don't think it was that entity or whatever it could have been. No, I've never heard that per se again since that day. And like going back to what, I think it was uh, the barrister said, or, or maybe Josh, you know, kids don't lie. You know, if you like when my daughter had a situation at the house, um, we were we were building our house that we're in now and we were staying at a beach house. And you know how kids are, you know, they get up in the middle of the night and they have to run in to go to the bathroom. Well, this one night she said she didn't do it. But when she came out of the bathroom, she looked down the hall and there was a she said it was a, a white orb. And she said she sprinted into her bedroom and, and the orb followed her up the stairs and she hid under the covers. She put the covers over her head, stayed there all night. And she was like, Daddy, I was just trying to be a big girl. I'm like, oh, I wish you had told me because I really would have loved to have seen that um, because we had had more, experience, more experiences in that house. And you know, like I said, kids don't lie. And like, I agree. Like if, if you know, your son or daughter or relative says something, you know, just listen to them because it, it might be more intriguing and interesting do you think? Well, I think there's there's a greater likelihood that adults would tell, would would create or fabricate a story for attention when it comes to the paranormal. I mean, your your child might come home from school and say, "Well, you know, I was on the bus and so and so picked on me," but 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 kids aren't going to run to you and say that they they heard this man's voice and a guttural thing. I mean, that's just yeah. not their brains yeah. don't work that way. Like I said, that was 45 years ago, and I can still picture it today. It's, now, did any did anything else happen in that house then, as you were growing up? No, I mean it was my my mom's cousin, so we you know she would just go over there and visit. I guess I was just there with her that day, um, so I don't remember anything more about going to that house. But um, you know that was one of my first experiences, and then I guess you know with growing up in my parents' house, uh, I know I said to Shane we had a situation. You know, you know, when we were all kids, you know, back in the day, there were no babysitters. If you were if you were older, you would watch your younger sibling. And, you know, my parents were like, hey, we're going to we're going to go out to the dinner dance, you know, at the local church and uh, you're going to watch your brother. I'm like, OK, I was 12. He was six. You know, what did 12 and six year olds do? They mess around. We were playing floor <laughs> hockey, you know, like trying not to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our house is pretty old. Uh, I, I look back is is before the 1900s it was built and uh you know we're sitting there and 
and we're playing and of course a fake fight comes up and he's on top of me we're fake fighting and we had these french doors that opened up into a, a dining room and i was on the ground on my hands and knees and i looked up and there it was as plain as day was a our dog that had passed away maybe two or three years prior to and i saw her it was as plain as day and i stopped and he stopped and i, I said mike do you see that what i see He's like, Chris, is that Trixie? And that was our dog. So right in there, as soon as we both saw it, it just disappeared as quick as it appeared. And we and we sat down (laughs) against the couch and 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 we did we turned the TV on. My parents came home and they were like, What did you guys break? I'm like, nothing. And we told them and didn't believe us. Again, you know, the the old school mom, oh, you're just being ornery. But my brother, we just talked about it over Easter. We were like, remember that? He was like, yeah, she was there as plain as day. And my mom, my mom will dismiss it, but we saw it. So again, there's another corroborating, you know, story about not only myself, but my brother seeing, you know, Trixie, our, our dog that had passed away. So it's, I guess it's been happening all my life. So it's, uh, it's an interesting, interesting set of uh, scenarios. So in terms of, of your experiences with the, being able to see the paranormal, it's not just um, basically contained to one geographical area. Well, you know, I grew up in this one house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people, and I'd be interested, you know, I'd be interested if, if you took a survey of, of a thousand people and, and, and it was anonymous where they knew nobody would know their names. You said, do you believe growing up you lived in a haunted house? How many people would say yes? I bet I'd, you would be shocked how many people would say yes. I'd have to totally agree with that. And I think because a lot of people, I think when we, we talked about this, <laughs> a lot of people are afraid to being looked at as being odd or weird because they're going through these experiences. And I think with that being said, I think a lot more people actually experience it if you don't understand it or they're afraid to say what they're actually have seen or experiencing. Well, there's something about there's something about experiencing an event like you did as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then the rational mind takes over and will give you a hundred reasons why you didn't hear what you thought you heard, or you didn't see what you thought you heard and what you really heard, or what you really saw. And then that comforts the mind into saying, nah, that was, that, that didn't really happen. Yeah. Cause if your brother would have said, I don't see anything, then the rest right. of the night you'd have been like, I really see that, or right? right. It's, it's, it's yeah. Self doubt. Well, self doubt, and the other thing is, it, it's it's shaming people. You know, we we talk about this all the time on here. Is that people are scared to tell their stories, and and because and and you know, I watch you know watch Travel Channel, Tear in the Woods, Monsters and Mysteries, and I don't know how many guests say, I never told anybody because mm-hmm. and it's always the same thing. I didn't want to be yep. made fun of. I didn't want to be called a liar right. or whatever it is. Well, you know, even in that same house, um, you know, before I got married, I, you know, you move home, save a little money, put some money away for the house. Um, you know, and I think I, I reached out to Shane and said, you know, I've also had this other story. I was laying in bed. It, you could say it was sleep paralysis, but I, I said to him at the end in the text conversation, but it wasn't because I think this is the reason. So I, uh, you know, I, I wake up and I know I'm awake. And you know, the whole theory between sleep paralysis is you're awake, your body just can't move, you're in that state of consciousness. But I couldn't, I couldn't move. And I, I looked in the corner of my room and I just saw this dark figure coming towards me. And it was that big dark figure. 
And as it moved closer to me, I just felt like I, I tried screaming out. Of course, who do you scream to? You scream to your mom. And, uh, and I, 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 I could barely get it out. I, was like, I couldn't get it out. I, I was trying to scream. I couldn't get out. So classic sleep paralysis. But as it got closer to me, I felt it like on me, this like oppressive pressure on my chest. And I kept trying to say, so what do I do? How do I get out of this one? Now, again, I'm looking around my room. I see everything. Again, it could be classic sleep paralysis. I start praying, you know, for the big guy, JC, get me out of this. You know, I said my Hail Marys. And as I more than I prayed, this, this pressure got off of my chest. And finally, I was able to, I screamed my mom's name. I'm, I'm darn near 26, 27. I'm screaming for my mom. And I, and I, and I sit up. And I'm like, holy cow, what was that? And I kept my, you know, my thoughts together. And I'm like, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever experienced. Again, it was still dark out. Go back to bed, and I swear to you on on everything. I wake up in the morning, the crucifix on my wall that was next to my bed was on the floor, and I and I'm getting chills again thinking about this. I'm like that had to be something that was malevolent. It, it had to be. Yeah. And and I and I say to this day I'll never just think like stick out in your mind certain experiences. It was heavy. It was oppressive. It wouldn't allow me to move, but it wasn't until I started, you know, saying those prayers, you know, going to the big guy, you know, it, it wouldn't release. And then um, to see that crucifix in the morning on the floor that had been there, I guess, 20, 25 years with with the nail still in the in the plaster and the crucifix on the floor. That was like that was pretty scary. So. So, Chris, let me ask you a question. We get into this. We get in this every time we have a, a Bigfoot guest on, and there's multiple schools of thought about Bigfoot. Okay, what are they? But we don't really get that sort of debate in in, in ghost stories and paranormal. And, and I've always been fascinated since my dad was the seventh son of a seventh son, and had uh, the gift of sight of the third eye or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Some of that got passed down to me. And so I remember as a kid asking my dad, well, what do you think you're seeing? What do you think we're seeing? Are we seeing dead people? And my dad, maybe because he just wanted to not scare me, says, no, I don't think so. He goes, I I think we're seeing people in another dimensional time, and it's just bleeding through. He he would see people in, like, colonial day clothes walking through our house and stuff like that. And he didn't believe these were ghosts. He just he thought that 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 it was a, I don't know if it was a parallel dimension or not, but there was a ripple in time. That time's not a flat, you know, if time's not linear, it doesn't run from beginning to end. It's a flat circle, and and so maybe he just said that because he thought, well, you know, you won't be scared if you think it's just time. But but so what do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm interested. To somebody who's had as many ghost experiences as you do, are these? Well, there's dead a big people? difference between him seeing his dead dog. Yep. and him seeing a shadow figure. Right. So what that, do we? So, so what, what is your thing. dog? I mean, I mean that's. I'd love uh, to hear your take on it. I, in my personal opinion, I think, and I just talked to my wife about this the other night. I'm like, if I think there, there is like you said that that interdimensional situation where we almost get caught in a like a movie loop. And maybe those are things that you really like to do, or you like to, you know, you like to you know, be a part of this house or you like to vacation at this one spot or it's, I think you, you get, some people just get caught 
And maybe they don't know that they're gone. Maybe they don't know that, you know, their, their end of days was, had taken place and they just don't know. Um, but what I've seen, you know, if we go to, you know, a scenario that I had at my fraternity house, you know, are there beings or there residual energies that are actually continuing on with their daily life? Are there things that just like to say, hey, we're here. We'd like to let you know. I don't know what the answer is, but I definitely know it's some sort of energy that's left behind. I think it's all of it. I think it's all of it. Like an imprinting, yeah. you know, energy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's weird. Again, it, the only thing malevolent was that one at my parents' house. Um, you know, a couple of things at my fraternity house happened. I, you know, my buddy called me, hey, I'm going on this date. Uh, she's got a girlfriend. Can you come with me? And I'm like, dude, I just got done working. I'm like, I'll come come over as soon as I can. Go home to the house. I was the only person in there. You know, throw a baked potato in the oven, throw my clothes in the dryer, go upstairs, take a shower. I kid you not. I come downstairs. Again, I'm the only person in this house. The oven was on. The door was open. The dryer was off, and the door was open. The clothes were still wet. Uh, what the hell's going on here? And even moving into that house, like I'm I like, figured you were going to say the clothes were in the oven and the big potato <laughs> yeah, no. was oh, in the yeah, dryer. No. Now that, no. you know, that. that I'm like, okay, then what do I say? malevolent. <laughs> yes, yes. You're messing with my baked potato, and I and I, I can't get clothes to go out on the date. You're messing with me here. Yeah. So I said, I said, listen, if you guys are here, that's fine. I said, but you're leaving an oven open with it on. I said somebody can get hurt. And, you know, we we had situations where one of the fraternity brothers, you know, had a, a, his blood brother, you know, sleep over. The next day they're going to, you know, Six Flags Great Adventure and abuse the park here in New Jersey. And uh, he said to us in the morning, he was like, Rocco, what, which one of your brothers slept in the room? He was like, nobody slept in our room. It was just us two. He goes, well, I woke up in the morning, woke up in the middle of the night and there was somebody sleeping in the corner. I'm like, oh, boy. And oh my he eating a baked potato. Yeah, eat a baked potato with my wet clothes on. Um, but, you know, they, I said, I said, I, I think there might be something else going on here because even when I started to move in, I just felt like I was being watched to the point where it totally freaked me out, closed my door, locked it, and left. And, you know, we had a, a, the, the one situation, I had a dog. I picked up a dog and, uh, you know, rescued her. And I brought her into the house. No sooner I bring her into the house, she just started barking, going crazy. And she runs upstairs and she starts barking at this room. We call it the green door room. You're mad at Trixie. She, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> or Trixie was following me and you know, they're right. having a little, little discussion. And uh, she barked at this door. She barked at this door. And finally, we brought her back downstairs. And she was always timid and afraid to stay at the house by herself. Very anxious. So, again, you know, it's, I was out skiing. And I came home and guys left a note on the table. Listen. There's no water. There was a frozen water pipe that broke. We're over at the other house. I'm like, great. All I want to do is chill out, relax, have a few beers. So I go upstairs. I throw some clothes in the bag, and she follows me. And whenever anybody would come to the house, she'd be super excited. She would sprint down these stairs, and she would bark at them at the door. Well, she, she sprints out of my room, and she heads down to the first landing and just stands there, frozen. The hair on her back of her neck and all the way down to her tail is raised. And I hear talking. 
I hear full out conversations. I hear cabinets opening. I hear dishes moving. I'm getting chills here thinking because I'm reliving this thing again. I hear people talking conversations. I'm like, oh, wow. Now, we're like, you know, in the city of Trenton area. So there might be a possible break and entering. I go upstairs and I grab a bat quietly thinking I'm going to go downstairs. I'm like, hey, kid you not. The, the conversation stopped. There was no more discussions. It was dead silent. She was still on edge. I walked down into the kitchen. The two cabinet doors were open. We had secured a lot of the house. So I felt bad. I was like, I'm getting out of here because this is, I mean, I know I heard what I heard. I'm like, I'm gone. And, you know, unfortunately, I say to my my family members and whoever said, I felt bad, but I left her in the house that day. And I just took off and got out of there. Oh, you are that, a cruel man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that's the thing. I, I, heard, I heard it and, you know, the fraternity brother saw it. So I, I don't know if I'm sensitive to it or, you know, whatever it is, but I'm just a little bit more keen. But I know I heard what I heard. And, you know, it was, again, I thought I was going to go downstairs with three people maybe breaking in the house looking for something. But then I checked the whole entire house. The house is secure. Were you, were so, you, the, only, <clears throat> were you the only one that experienced stuff out of the fraternity? Or, he, or were you my, the only one that admitted to it? My one buddy, <laughs> we, we called them vampire naps. And we would uh, we would fall asleep during the daylight and wake up at night. So, you know, I was like, you know, we missed that whole like twilight area. And my phone rings. And, you know, this is when we had the, the mobile, not the mobile phones, the cordless phones. You pulled the metal thing out. You know, it was this big old, you know, dialing phone. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Chris, oh, you got to come a up. Secret agent or something? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the, it was the AT and T plastic ten dollars special. And uh, <laughs> he goes, Chris, you got to get upstairs. I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, you got to listen to this now. I kind of debunked this one, but it kind of scared the crap out of me. It could have been an animal, but there was a guttural, heavy breathing inside this wall. And I said, Matt, I don't know what it is. I said, I don't want to go in there to see what it is. I don't want it to come out to see. I don't want it to come out to see us. I said, I think we should leave. And that was the only time he physically heard something upstairs on the third floor. But I had gone back and researched the house. The house had dated back to... Uh, the late 1800s, and it sat right along the Delaware River. And, you know, through the Trenton Historical Society, you know, they talked about, you know, who who passed away in that house. And, you know, so there was definitely, like, again, at that time, you know, they had the the, bear, the, the viewings and everything right in the house, you know, at that time. So, yeah, yeah you know, they did. They had a special room for that back then. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big old house. And, you know, those were some, those were some, I mean, I did see, you know, the dog I did see one evening, you know, the hallway light was on again. All I was in the room by myself. It was summertime. She starts kind of growling and I look and under the, the, the doorway, I could see it looked like shadows of feet. And again, I'm thinking, oh, great. Somebody, <laughs> somebody broke into the house. So here we go. So, and she, she, I go to the door, open it up with a bat. Nothing there. No, no sound of people running down the stairs. No sound of people running up the stairs. And. I can't explain it. So that that takes me, since we're talking about that issue, what what is it? So one time I was talking to uh, a pastor of the church that I was going to, and I asked him just flat out, says, do you believe in ghosts? He says, well, what do you mean by ghost? I said, do you think that somebody could die and their spirit hangs around, and, you know, maybe they die tragically or they have unfinished business, you know, the typical movie mm-hmm. stuff, you know? And he says, absolutely not. 
Hmm. I said, well, why do you say that? And he says, Bible basically debunks ghosts. He says, now, are you asking me if there's evil spirits? The answer Mm -hmm. is emphatically yes. And and this kind of creeped me out a little bit. But he said, you know, the thing about evil spirits is that, you know, they once were angels. And Mm -hmm. angels are way, way, way more smarter than homo sapiens, human beings. They've experienced heaven. They they know. They they have the, you know, time does not exist in heaven. Was his you know, mm-hmm. time doesn't exist? You know, heaven existed before time, and so therefore these things are eternal. And their ability to fool you into thinking they're a dead relative or a lost friend or or mm-hmm. maybe a troubled ghost that had tragically died. It, it, it's their way of putting you at ease. To, to make you, even though you're a little scared, but to, mm-hmm. to get your guard down. I was going to say, do they understand well, seeing a ghost doesn't put you at ease? Well, but even if nothing dog, happens, I mean, yeah, but nothing even happens. Even seeing their dog scared them into behaving the rest of the night. <laughs> but you can tell me an evil spirit is coming to yeah. us as a dog? Well, but, 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 but yeah, that his theory is, well, yeah, it would come to you as your dog because you would trust your well, dog. Well, if there's evil spirits, then there's got to be good spirits. Well, that was, that, and that's the converse. That yeah. Look, the Bible right. says there's, you know, the Bible clearly talks about that there's angels and that there's demons and there's, you know, all this kind of stuff. So his whole thing was, look, no, it don't exist. So interestingly, I was listening to, to Brian Cox, who's the cosmologist, fantastic guy to listen to, by the way, English cosmologist talks about the beginning of the universe and all that stuff. And they, and Joe Rogan asked him flat out, are, are ghosts real? And he says, you know, they've done a lot of research on this. They really have. And the answer is no, there's no proof that ghost. And, and it's like, well, yeah, but what about all the people that say they've seen things? He goes, well, I'm not saying they didn't see something. I'm just saying that there's no, there's no proof that these are well, that people help at well, all. But, but no, but, but understand the distinction. Understand the distinction. So you know, we, we we've talked about rules of thermodynamics. Energy is a constant. Okay, in the universe, at, at the time of the at the, at the time of at the time of the creation of the universe. You know, everything in the universe was a white hot ball of energy. We call it the singularity. Mm-hmm. And then we call it the, the, the Big Bang, but in reality it was just massive inflation, the thing just to explain. And so at the center of that singularity, there was no matter. There's nothing, there was no actual physical matter. And that's why the entire universe could fit in something the size of, of a ball. But everything that was in there was energy. And so when that energy was released, okay, it formed stars, and those stars eventually would get so hot that they, they would form a, you know, the, the element of iron and then they, they would call, the star would collapse on itself and bend space time. And so, I mean, so from the very beginning of the universe, the universe itself is pure energy. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if you believe in the human soul, the human soul is energy. It's what it is. It's, it's energy. And so when we die, what happens to that energy? You know, it just, you know, what is the the rules of thermodynamics is energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It just takes different forms. Yeah, so where does, where does our energy go? It does it hang around. Does it move things, knock things off shelves, open doors. And then where does it, where does it actually go? You know, and then you'd get in, I mean, not going to get into debate about religion, whether there is a heaven, there's not a heaven, there's a hell, there's not a hell. But an explanation is, is it's just energy, you know, and once that energy is here, it will always be here. Mm-hmm. It just takes different forms. And Absolutely. so you're mm-hmm. experiencing 
you're experiencing things because that energy force is still here and it's just not going anywhere. Yeah. And the point is, is we've all experienced stuff when it comes to that. So for somebody to say, oh, there's no such thing as ghosts is is ridiculous because you just don't know. You can't put what you, because what we may think may, may not even be a plausible explanation. Right. It's just what we, but but we know we one know. thing. We know from a scientific standpoint there is energy. We know that. Yeah. And now whether what, what whether that uh-huh. is our deceased loved one or, or some axe murder, or whatever, even if it is them, it's still their energy. Well, and I think I think the the next couple of stories that Chris is going to tell is going to show <laughs> the difference in what could be evil energy and what could be. <laughs> What could be good, good energy, except I just want you to know, Chris, I lived in yes. a huge house going to college okay. with a bunch of roommates. And as soon as you started talking about that, I just thought about how, I mean, you were in that house. Yeah. Yes. It was huge. It was like four floors. And I just kept thinking of all the stuff that happened in that. Oh, how you could never know what was going on three floors below and you'd hear right. all kinds of, yeah. Well, I mean, I got, I got 10 hours of, of my own personal experiences, but, but just one from college one, from all of that's the, a whole wherever. different podcast. Oh geez. Yeah. You're right. About <laughs> that's that. a whole different podcast. But, but like, like, for example, like I'm, I'm, I'm laying in bed one night and I'm watching TV. There's nobody else in the house. And, uh, and all of a sudden the bedroom door that was open just slammed shut as hard as anybody could possibly slam it. I mean, and, and there's no windows open. The, the, there's no central air on. There's no heat on. It's that time of year. And I dive to the floor because I'm convinced that somebody's <laughs> somebody's in the house. You know, yeah. and, and, and there is nobody in the house. And you're just like, what could cause that to slam? Energy. Energy. It's, it's, energy. Is it good energy? <laughs> is it bad energy? But I think the, the big thing that, that, that we all grapple with is – is it intelligent energy? I mean, because look, you can unleash energy. I mean, the, an atomic bomb goes off, and the, the amount of energy from that is going to wipe everything out. But the question is, but it's not intelligent energy. Yeah. Are, are these residual energies from people that die, are they intelligent? I, I think when it goes back to that situation where, you know, even with that, um, you're talking about a door slamming. Um, you know, while we were building this house, we had to rent a house at the beach. And from day one, like I said, with my daughter, she had the experience. I had the experience in our bedroom and I would lay there and the bed would just shake. And I would tell my wife who was a nurse and she was like, Oh, you're full of crap. And I said, I'm telling you, it's, it's not all the time, but it does happen. And, you know, sure enough, right before we moved into the new house, we were laying in bed and just about to fall asleep and the bed shook. And I was like, Oh, here it comes. And she went, what was that? I'm like, that's what I've been trying to tell you. It's, she goes, that was the air conditioning. I'm like, it wasn't the air conditioning. There was no air conditioning on, no heat. We weren't close enough. There would be waves. It was like a little bi-level bi house. It was the bed shook. And, you know, she's the, one of the biggest skeptics. And, you know, talking about energies, and I think I you know, said to Shane, you know, she came home crying one night. And uh, she was at the store, and I said, did you get into a car accident? She was like, no. She goes, I saw Joey. I'm like, oh, and okay, so how? What, what did he do something or yell at you? And she was like, no. She goes, I'll tell you after the kids go to bed. I'm like, oh, boy. So I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, I was in Target, and uh, he came up to me and said, um, hey, Maria, I'm a medium. 
And she goes, oh, Joe, you look great. You look lost a lot of weight. And he was like, no, Maria, I'm a medium. We never knew this. We were friends with them, but he never disclosed this to us. And the friend group broke up and he said she was yelling at me in the church to say something to you. And he is, I didn't think it was the right time. He goes, when we were at the kid's birthday at the bowling alley, same thing. I didn't think it was the right time. But tonight she's like screaming at me, telling me to talk to you. And I said, well, what happened? And it was her mom. Now he didn't know her mom had passed. And he said, she wants to let you know she's in a better place. Now this is in the middle of park of all places, you know, she's in a better place. She watches over the kids and tell your father it's okay to get rid of things now here's the kicker on easter sunday so this is it two days after easter easter sunday my father-in-law and my brother-in-law were in the basement going through her stuff but my father-in-law didn't want to get rid of it and that's when she started bawling she's like, i cannot believe that just happened so that positive energy i think is always there and my daughter had the same situation where she has having a little stomach issue. She was getting to that age and she called my wife and said, mom, my stomach's killing me. My wife said, go upstairs. There's a heating pad under my sink. My daughter walks upstairs. The toilet flushes in our bathroom. My daughter proceeds to sprint out of our bedroom, goes downstairs, lays on the couch. And she said, oh my God, this hurts so bad. As she was leaning back, she said she heard an older woman say, don't worry, everything is going to be okay. Same situation. When I was 12, I came home. She was like sitting on the couch terrified. So I think that positive energy is there, just like mm-hmm. malevolent energy or evil spirits can be there. I'll share quickly a story yeah. that just happened in my house. My daughter, who... Um, she lost her wallet about two, three weeks ago. It's got her driver's license. It's got her COVID vaccine card. It's got her bank card in it. And so, you know, we tore the house apart looking for it. I looked in her car. Can't find it anywhere. So I'm pretty ticked that she probably lost it. Somebody has her bank card or somebody has her driver's license. I'm pretty ticked. So she gets pulled over for speeding early in the morning, running late for school. Of course, she doesn't have her driver's license. So she comes home, and now I'm mad. So I get into her a little bit. I said, you know what? I, 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 I ream her out about not having the wallet and how important it is to have your driver's license, your bank card. Because she asked me to go fill her car up with gas because she didn't have her bank card. So I'm like, yeah, okay, now it's, now it's in the, so I can go the to, pocket. So I can get to court in front of you yeah. about the speeding ticket. Okay. So, so anyway, so, so, so I'm ticked about it. And I finally said, you know what? I said, that car is titled to me. That's my car. You drive it. I said, you're not driving that car until you find that wallet. Done. Well, tears start running down her face, and she's upset. And she walks out the front door. And I watch her walk out the front door. She walks back in, and she says, oh, my God, there it is. What? Whoa. It's <laughs> laying in the middle of the floor. Now, so now you're like, okay, so, but here's the thing. My mom just died April 3rd and she lived with us. And my mom was always babying my daughter. If I tried to raise my voice or scold or discipline my daughter, (laughs) 
Wow. My mom second guessed me. You need to be, you take it easy on her. She's just a kid. Well, you never took it easy <laughs> no on me. Kidding. Trust me. So I literally that saw that wall. That was a middle finger from your mom. Oh, it was. Wow. I looked up and I said, I looked up and I said, thanks, mom. <laughs> and, and she literally, wow. she's sitting there staring at it and we're both just staring at it. And like, there is absolutely no rational explanation in the world. There couldn't be. She right. watched her walk out the door. Right. It wasn't and laying you, there. I turned my head, with, was messing on my computer. She walks back, opens the door, and the first thing she says is, oh, my God, there it is. That is freaking. And I turned yes, and looking from is. my vantage point of where I'm actually sitting, there it is. A wow. purple wallet. It's laying right there in the wow. middle of the like, Now, wow. you talk about energy. And so I told my <laughs> other daughter the story, and, and she's like, well, how did Grandma find the wallet? I said, <laughs> she, there was not a question. My, my oldest daughter didn't say, do you really think grandma did that? Or, uh, where, did no, you, was, where did grandma find the wallet? Right. Well, how yeah. am I supposed to know where grandma found If I had known that, I'd have found it two weeks ago when I was hoping to look for it. But the point was, somehow that energy had an intelligence and yes. knew where something was and had the ability to not only... It almost simultaneously <laughs> manifest this wallet from wherever it was. Like, we don't know where it was. For all I knew, it was in some guy's house that, that had stolen the wallet out of a car. that guy is like, He's like where'd, where'd that the wallet, wallet go? Where'd the wallet so, go? So, yeah, so this energy, and this energy has an intelligence. And, and, and that's just a, just a mind-boggling thing. sense of humor. Yeah, and I literally thought, Mom, you just stuck that to me, didn't you? Well, mediums, they, they report finding things from people, you know, the same way. They say that it was reported to them, and they're supposed to tell you what you were looking at is, you know, all of a sudden in one place, and then you'd be like, well, no, we've looked all over, and then you go over to that closet or whatever it is and check it out, and then the item is right there. I mean, maybe, that's he, maybe a medium could like find that. Grover's sense of humor. There's no, good there's no luck. Point. There's no point. Yeah. yeah, good luck. What's wrong with you? Where's that sound? What's wrong, What's with, wrong you? with you? Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's just that's just one of of, of story for, from my life. And you're just thinking. So, so Chris, now you got to yeah. beat that story. So oh, let's. Okay. So, okay. That's setting so, up for the Gettysburg story, right? Well, we, let's get to. So, the, let's, let's check out the insane asylum. Or yeah. oh, uh, uh, well, you know, a little a little backstory on that. Um, uh, Penhurst Psychiatric Facility. My friend Dave Orloff, uh, who's part of the uh, Paranormal Diagnostic Group, out of run out of New Jersey. His friend's father uh, bought the facility, and this is a big complex. Um, it was a a home for the, uh, mentally disabled and people with afflictions, and I think that it started back in the early 20s. You know, during the TB times. And uh, it became overcrowded and overrun. And there was a, uh, a news reporter who broke the story in the, I think it was the 80s, the name Bill Baldini. The name of the report was called, or the documentary is called Suffer the Children. It's on YouTube. And if you look at it, it's, you get a pretty good idea of how deplorable the conditions were. And David told me, hey, you got to come out. You got to come out. You got to come out. And, you know, with the kids' schedule, I could never really do it. So finally, it was Memorial Day week, um, Labor Day weekend. He's like, oh, you got to come out. I said, you know what, Dave? My schedule's clear. I'm coming. So uh, we hop in his car, and we, we head out to Penhurst Psychiatric Facility. And, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of, you know, you know I, I was kind of calm. I wasn't really looking to see or find anything, but I just was interested and intrigued. So we get out of the Jeep, and we pull up the first building. Uh, it's called the Mayflower Building. It's kind of like the staging area. 
and his brother-in-law, Tim, was there. And I get out of the car, and I had never met Tim. And I'm walking up, and I, I hear a conversation, and I look, and Tim looked right out at me. He goes, what? I'm like, did you just – did you just hear two guys talking? And he said, welcome to Pennhurst. And I was like, oh, boy. And this is about 4.30 in the afternoon. There was nobody on the facility. You had to actually drive. And it's in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, there's a VA hospital, but it's like fields. And there's no one around it. So Dave said, listen, I want to show you the building because we have people coming in tonight that have paid to actually, you know, you know, do an investigation or a walkthrough. And I said, he goes, I want you to take a look and, and help out. And I said, fine, let's, let's go to the third floor. So this is my really first true EVP intelligent, you know, responses. So we go to the third floor, it was the nurse's station. And, you know, it's, it's dilapidated. There's no electricity other than uh, emergency exit and um, electricity. So we go up to the third floor. He's like, this is the third floor. And, you know, we put the quarter in the K2 meter so it stays on constantly. It was green, 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 green. All of a sudden, boom, goes to red. He goes, let's do an EVP session. He said, hello, who's here? And uh, do you know where you're at? And he said, end session. And hello, nothing. Do you know where you're at? Plain as day. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. It's 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 alive. It is all. It's so, like. So let me ask you this question, and I know you're going to tell the story. It's going to scare people. Why the hell did you stay? I mean, if, <laughs> I mean, if, you, was, if you're convinced there is an intelligent person in an insane asylum, <laughs> right? That, that it is a uh, an energy force that you can't fight or get it as somebody in a white coat and a net to catch them. Right. Why are you staying, man? I th- well, one, it was daylight still. I was, I was okay. Well, that makes things a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh, Second was the nurse's station. I was hoping she was hot or something, you know, and just okay, telling me totally that's understand. a good thing. Okay, yeah, okay. gotcha. By, <laughs> the way, I, by the way, I looked it up and looked that up. That facility is over 600,000 square feet. That's oh, it's huge. Ma- it's, it's I, massive. i got to be honest, it's just a little bit bigger than the beach house he lived in there. For, <laughs> that's that's ridiculously name-dropping our face up five times. I, I was going to say, I cannot even fathom 600,000 square feet. I know, and to find out that it was overcrowded. It was, <laughs> you know what I mean? to hold, it was supposed to hold 900 people. I think at, at the time of its height, it was over 2,000. Oh my and it was just horrible conditions. And, you know, that's that, the, again, I think a lot of that energy that was still there is, is crazy because, you know, there's a girl, was, her name was Emily. That's the, 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 the girl entity or the girl energy. So we went down to the second floor and, you know, we didn't get anything from her. So Dave said, Hey, let's go into the basement. Oh. And he goes, in the basement, he goes like tracks off into the, the tunnels and the tunnels they had. So you couldn't see people being carted in and out if they were either sick, dying or dead. This is right so, out of a horror movie, man. Yes, oh, it, it is. Hey, it let's is. go down in the dark tunnels where they used to bring people and they were going to murder where they couldn't see them. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. They, they actually, they actually took everything out of there that would actually show that stuff that may have been pretty bad they did stuff and there was a quiet room where they you know not not tortured but you know did experiments you know with kids that bit they pulled their teeth out um it was just a bad situation 
So we went down to the basement and uh, we go down the stairs. And again, my K2 meter is green. Nothing's going on. And we hit the bottom of the floor. My take, as soon as I stepped on the floor with Dave, that K2 meter went from green and just stayed at red. And my, my ears started ringing. And Dave said, let's do a session right now. And he said, are you here? Nothing. No, we, this, we didn't hear this at first. He goes, are you here? Can you come back? Where did you go? End session. As soon as we played it back, are you here? Where did you go? Get out. End session. We looked at each other. On that, re- on that, we heard it on the recorder. We said, "Holy cow, that was incredible!" I said, "Dave, was were your was that your recorder that was ringing?" He goes, "No, my ears were ringing too." He goes, "That energy was right up on top of us." And before we came on tonight, I reviewed that audio, and man, let me tell you, it brought me right back to that day because that it was so powerful. And he said, "Chris, that's the king." He goes, "The king controls the whole Mayflower building. He controls what happens, energy wise." He's very powerful, and like the other energies are afraid of him, and he resides in that Mayflower building. And I'll tell you what, that, that night he also, my uncle had passed away, and, I, and you talk about being intelligent. He, I don't know if it was him or somebody else. We had um, an, uh, another recorder, out of, a REM pot, not a REM pot, a uh, spirit box, and it said, uncle died sorry and it kind of threw me off i'm like oh man is this thing messing with me and uh that was my first experience with the king at mayflower and this happened at 4 30 in the afternoon so it wasn't a full moon it wasn't dark out but he said chris we were the first persons in that building and he did not want us there at all and you know we went outside and we listened we, you know a couple more people had rolled up and they heard it and they were like whoa you just, they were like that was strong and if you guys want i can send that to you somehow you you'll be oh, blown yeah, away that would be great oh, yeah, yeah we can we'll, post that yeah we'll yeah. That yeah yeah so it was are there uh, stories are there stories about about the the king of the mayflower actually physically harming people like you hear um, about people getting scratched like at the mansfield prison <laughs> the mansfield reformatory about people who physically get touched and scratched and mm-hmm. hit and whatnot yeah well you I, well that night um you if you go on the paranormal on Facebook, I think it's on I think it's Paranormal Diagnostic on Facebook. There was a couple from Delaware that came out, and they were having an issue in Delaware where they were having poltergeist activity. And she was a nurse, and there's a infrared camera, video camera pointing down the hallway, and somebody asks a question: Are there is there a nurse here? And I wasn't there with that group at the time, and. You could see her her sleeve gets pulled. She turns and her hair gets pushed up in the back. She's like, "Oh my God, something just touched me!" And you could physically see it. It's it, it's that's the only energy that I've seen there on video. But my friend Dave, uh, there's you know the Quaker building they won't even go into because their their feelings it was very demonic. They've had stuff thrown at them. The last time that I was at you know the last time I was there. Uh, we did an EVP session in a in a shower where the person asked, you know, that Dr. Evil was the name of the doctor. It was spelled like E-F-I-E-L. They called him Dr. Evil. And they said, they said, is doc, Dr. Evil here? And the, the recording came back, Dr. Evil's everywhere. But not like I'm saying, but it was just like, Dr. Evil's everywhere. We're like, whoa. 
whoa. Well, but, so, but, I mean. Yeah, I mean. That's some strong negative energy right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, is the Dr. Evil die in there, or they're just, the, 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 the energy still there is still, still From the oppression. Is still there. Yeah. 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 And, and, and once again, I mean, are, are you really talking to, so this is a little heavy for everybody. Are you talking to ghosts? Are you talking to live people because they were mentally ill and they were in tune through a different dimension that you're actually I, talking to live people? And they would say that because they are, and maybe what's one of the reasons why they thought so they were mentally insane because they could talk to people. So you're thinking that while he they're there investigating this, there's another dimension that that place that is still in operation. Well, there's a theory, and I'm not saying I subscribe to it, but there's a theory that says that people who are schizophrenic aren't really hearing, are really hearing voices. Those voices are real people from a different dimension. Mm. That's, that's not true. that's not mental illness. So, well, yeah, if you could, if you can mm. not hear a voice that you pick up on a recorder, mm-hmm. who's to say that people? Or to, what is our brains? Yeah, our, brain. our brains are are just are computers. They're, they're Basically, like yeah, they're that, they're, trans, they're the, transmitters. I mean, just because I don't, I mean, that's the proof. Just there's somebody talking. It got picked. You didn't hear it in real time. Mm-hmm. It gets picked up on a recorder. Who's to say somebody's mind isn't like wired telepathically wired, wired that way? Where they you can't hear it, but they can hear it, and it's driving them crazy right. because. Nobody else can hear it. Well, people vibrate at different frequencies. Mm, and that's true, too. Are we talking? Is this okay for the podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah this is, I this think we need this to have. This is legitimate. Do I need yeah, to light a candle for this? No. No, okay. you don't need to do that. <laughs> no, but, but, Albert, but what he's saying, yeah, but yeah. Albert Einstein once said that people like us, he's talking about physicists, who believe in physics know the distinction between past Present and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. Time, in other words, basically he said, is an illusion. It is. It's, it's, yeah. it's something yeah. we've invented. Time is yep. an illusion. And so, you know, probably the greatest physicist of all time says, listen, time's not real. It's an illusion. So, and so he, he was, could be there at the right, same so asylum at the same time, time that, the, mm-hmm. that there's people... There. And because yeah. you are communicating them through this electromagnetic device, yeah. and what does it? What controls the universe? Gravity. I was going to yeah. say money. Gravity. Yeah. Gravity. I was going to say yeah. money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but, but everything in this, everything in the universe is controlled basically through magnetism, gravity. Okay, and you start talking about you know the, like they say a spirit box. Well, you think about the, the, what the what the scientific basis of all this stuff is. It's electrical impulses. Okay, mm-hmm. our brain, you know, our brain is nothing but electrical impulses. Is mm-hmm. what it is. Absolutely. So, could it be that you're taking an electrical device and you are somehow able, because time is an illusion, you're just actually talking to real people at that point, and because they're in a sane asylum, nobody believes they're they're hearing voices too. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. They, they're nuts. Yeah, they're like, and so that's what you guy said. asking if doctor. Well, you <laughs> think about it. You think about it this way: Doctor uh, Efel E F did not probably die in that facility. His ghost is not creeping around that facility. But if you were talking to someone through an electrical device and you said, is Dr. Eiffel here, and someone cr- who would have been a patient at that time he, would have he's said, everywhere. he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We, I mean, we, we even asked them in uh, this one area. It was called Candyland. It was the play, play area for the kids. 
And, you know, we asked them, you know, what kind of ice cream do you like? And it's plain as day, chocolate. And it came out like plain as day. So they're you know, clearly we, crazy then because it's strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> they're nuts. <laughs> and, you know, the intelligent response is that, you know, that leads right into, you know, to Gettysburg, you know, with what we experienced on the battlefield on two nights. And that was, to me, like my buddy Dave said, you've, you've gotten, you've seen it. Well, at the time I hadn't seen it, but um, you've heard it, you've been touched. And eventually I did end up seeing it at Gettysburg. And that was pretty much, I think, what turned Shane on to, to, to having me on. And oh, that was a lot of things that turned him on this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, oh, gosh. Okay. Um, right, yeah. yeah, like we had we had actually gone out to a soccer tournament and you know, Dave and my Dave's daughter and my daughter on the same team, he was like, Hey, we're going to Gettysburg. We gotta we gotta go to the battlefield and do an investigation. I'm like, heck yeah. So of course Friday night rolls around and there's a massive thunderstorm. Clears everybody out. Dave's like, let's go. Storm clears out. Everybody that was at the battlefield cleared out. And it was just myself, Dave. This is Friday night. Myself, Dave, and, and Frogs, pretty much, and the park rangers. And the sun had gone down. We went on top of Devil's Den, and we sat on some rocks. And uh, he's over. He's probably about 25, 30 yards from me, and I'm on a rock. And, you know, it's like fishing. I'm not getting anything. And uh, he says, Chris, come on over here. Listen to this. And uh, he said to me, listen, and he went, soldier, what do you need? And the EVP responds back, water. I'm like, whoa, here we go. It's, it's, getting, it's, getting, it's getting crazy. What's the name of your president? Lincoln. I'm like, wow. And it was just that clear. So we were like, this is, and then we were like, you know what? There's a really good chance with that energy that came through, that electricity that came through, it really energized the whole area. And, um, you know, I didn't have my my recorder on, but I heard and Dave heard there was no fireworks. There was no nothing. You could see him in the sky. If you could see him, you could hear percussion of almost like cannon fires, like boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, Dave, do you hear that? He was like, yeah, I hear that. But there was nothing. 360, we were 360 degrees around. You couldn't see, you know, you see a, a sky blast or something like that from a firework. You couldn't see anything. So, you know, the park ranger came by, said, how are you guys doing? He was like, listen, we're shutting down. We're like, okay. But we had gotten enough of what we needed to. The next night was the night that really turned everything for, for me. And um, we went back and our friend's sons wanted to go with us and we were like okay but you know there's you know a few things you gotta you know understand like you gotta kind of be quiet you can't talk and again it was still around it was still daylight so we were down in the um in the slaughter pen and the slaughter pen is in between devil's den and little round tops pretty much the union had the high ground and the confederates had the the, the short end of the stick and it was like shooting fish in a barrel mm. so we went into the woods and there's this big old rock and dave's brother-in-law tim was with us and uh, he actually drove out to see the tournament and met us there. And he said, I'm, I'm doing Gettysburg, too. So we went over and we're all standing by this big rock. And he said, come on, Johnny, give us a rebel yell. And we let it run, played it back. Come on, Johnny, give us a rebel yell. Yeah, yeah. We're like, whoa. Now, we didn't hear that with our ears. It was dead silent. So the boys are all intrigued, right? 
they're like, can we take that recorder and, and go, you know, go up the hill? You know, we stayed, we stayed there and they went up, they came sprinting back. Listen to this, listen to this in the background on that recorder. Again, you can't do any battlefield reenactments other than I think on the actual day of the, the battle. Um, there was, we heard no gunfire. We heard no musket fire, but on their recorder, you could hear distinct cracks, almost like musket fire. And we're like, wow, this wow. is, this is, this is good. This is really good. They were really into it. So as the sun started to go down, they went back up and they were doing their thing. And I said, Dave, my buddy, Dave goes, listen, I want to go to little round top. And I'm like, not a problem. Well, the boy's mom was also driving them. So I said, listen, you go up there, wait for the boys. I'll get in the car. I'll meet you. Well, I'll meet you up there. So now it's dark. And so imagine sitting in a parking lot. The car is about 25 yards away from you with the lights flashing towards you. Your lights are flashing towards that car. So finally, my friend Dave calls one of the boys. Hey, where are you guys? And I'm looking at the front and Tim's in the back seat. And I'm like, oh, there they are. I'm like, oh, my God. Holy crap. I swear to you, there were two Union soldiers in full battle dress, rifles on their shoulders, walking through the headlights. And I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it. Four or five steps. My buddy Tim in the backseat goes, oh, my God. And as soon as they get through that car light silhouette, they disappeared into the woods and we didn't see them. Within a minute, two minutes later, the boys came up to the right-hand side. I went, holy crow, Tim, did you see that? And I said, it very. I'm being nice because it's a podcast. And he was like, I cannot believe we just saw what we saw. It was so distinct. It was so full of mannerism, just walking with rifles on their shoulders, full dress into the woods. And Dave was on the phone. He didn't get to see it. He was so pissed. And, oh, I bet he was. <laughs> he was like, are you, are you kidding me? He goes, I can't believe I missed it. And Tim was like, I can't believe we just saw what we saw. And again, another corroborating witness, because, you know, if one person sees it and there's no, you know, some people might think you're telling a story, but when you have another person seeing it and, you know, it's, I, I feel, I feel like I was blessed. I saw a part of history, yes. you know, I, you know, I'm like, wow, I just saw something that took place. It was a, an integral part in our, our nation's history. And uh, the next day I took my son back and oddly enough, right where they walked away and disappeared into was a Massachusetts memorial for the Massachusetts regiment. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that's like, um, I mean, that just goes to show it's got to be such a high concentration of uh, energy on that battlefield. It's yeah, unreal. it is. It really was. And, you know, he just sent me another EVP. Uh, from a place called the Sacks Covered Bridge. And I was actually listening to that before we came on. If you want, I can send that to you. And he said... Um, oh, no, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, okay, I won't send that. He even said, he goes, um, some, somewhere to the fact, confirm, do you wear a blue uniform? And the voice goes, that's correct. Like, there was, it was distinct, that's correct. And I'm like, wow, it's pretty good stuff. That's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's It's almost like that that moment in time is just trapped there, replaying right. Yeah. Right. over yep. and over. But, yep. but the fact that they're answering you on EVPs that is amazing. Is amazing. Because mm-hmm. to me, like, and I think we discussed, like those guys marching through your headlights is probably yeah, yeah. something that happens every day. 
mm-hmm. you would think, just on a loop. But then to think that there's so the question answer, the, the question is, okay, so do they know they're dead? Right. Or they just they're, they're not dead. The time is circular, and they're just hearing somebody saying something, and and because there's so many people around, they're just answering. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they don't have a, an EVP walking around like you. Because are. there's a battle. Because there's a battle, there's going, a battle on. going on. If you're hearing right. the the cannons and the right. most, uh, so something's wow. being relived or, right. or yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the veils I, I between the worlds. I wish you'd think about this way. Yeah, he could have cannons, said cannons are inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. Cannons are inanimate objects. They don't die and they don't have spirits. But there's energy. So what I'm saying is, though, so what right? I'm saying is if you are hearing cannon fire, you're not hearing a ghost. You're hearing real like it's that's why I'm, I, I'm saying there is some sort of ripple in time. Yeah, but but a cannon re- would require some en- form of energy to fire. So right. that in itself is some is a piece of energy correct that's yes but so so what what i'm saying is i'm lending towards it's not really ghost because a ghost may you might see an apparition like they saw an apparition an apparition may even answer you but an apparition can't fire a, a cannon that's not there and then you hear the percussions of the guns and the cannons and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's too much ambient uh, background you're getting besides the, right, besides the, 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 the voice, the, the, yeah, the disembodied absolutely. voice. Yeah, so it's almost right. like what now we're there's a, the, the true ghost people that are like, tell that guy to shut the hell up. You don't know. Hey, this is a theory. <laughs> but, I think but no, we're, but we're using, but here. we're using deductive reasoning. Right? Yes, we're using absolutely. deductive reasoning to say yep. that, that why are you hearing an inanimate object make sounds? Right. Like so, a cannon or a gun. So Chris, so Chris, yes. So you're you're the one that's there and has experienced all this stuff. What do you really like? Like, what do you really think is going on at Gettysburg? I think it's just a lot of. I think it's a lot of tragic trapped energy. I think there's there was so much sudden death that, like somebody just said, they don't realize they're gone, mm-hmm. or they're just they're just trapped in something that they can't get out of and they need something or some person to actually let them know, Hey, you know, maybe you, you're gone and they're just stuck. You know, it's like a, it's, you know, it's like those old record players where it would just keep skipping and it would play, play the same track over and over. And and then it would get stuck and it would Mm -hmm. skip and and it's just play that same thing. So like you said, it could be like a loop. Um, but but just as I mean, even that night, our, our meters went off on Little Round Top, and we got Tim took a picture of this full spectrum camera and got a torso in between the boys. The boys' uh, K2 meter was going off. It was a distinct torso, the body and shoulders. And you know, within two or three minutes, that whole energy source just disappeared, and it got very, very quiet. So it, it, who knows what it is? But I just know that you know. I was lucky enough to, to see it. You know, Tim saw it. And like I said, there's a, a cooperating witness. But, um, you know, there is definitely energy there. And it could have said, who's your president? It could have said Bush, but it said Lincoln. You know, the so interesting thing about how you bring up a record, you, you think about a 40, you know, you think about a, the big the album. 78. 78. You think yeah. about a 78, you know, and how many songs are on that album? Mm-hmm. They're all playing at the same time, technically, until you mm. put the needle in a specific spot. They That's all exist at the same time. 
They all they they all exist at the same time. It's just where's the needle? He is the needle, yeah. and he's at Gettysburg, and all these other songs are playing at the same time, and he is somehow able to listening to him and interact with those other songs on that album. But no but here's the thing: it's not just it's not just Chris, right? His buddy's sitting in the no. Back, but I'm just saying sitting in the back. That's my thing. They, yeah. they all are. That, yeah. That's the thing. Wow. They're the, the you are bringing in people who from this time loop, and they are the needle. And they are somehow tapping into this. How can we get that? Just adds to the theory of that time as a relative. It's a relative thing, right? It's all we perceive it as if we are the needles in that particular situation. But yet, time is is going on in multiple dimensions and everything else. What did they say it was potentially like twenty four different dimensions, something like that? Uh, I totally believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because, you know, what I, you know, again, what, what was that dimension that, what, that, that walked through that light source? What right. dimension was that? Exactly. You know, what, dim- what dimension is it that I'm hearing on an electronic device? You know, a lot of the story behind those electronic devices, those mm-hmm. recorders, doctors and lawyers were sending them back because they were hearing these voices on their, you know, when they're doing their you know, dictation, like, who the hell? That's not my voice. Right. You know, and, and that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, and, you know, if you try to get your hand on one of these recorders, they're expensive as hell because they don't make them anymore. Well, and the so, other thing is that, that sound, that sound is a wave. It's sound is a wave. And, and mm-hmm. how do we, you know, if you, you know, how does a radio work? You know what I mean? How is it that we are talking how are it that we're talking in this room and somebody is going to be able to hear it mm-hmm. in a they different can, part of the world? They can tune into that frequency. To that frequency, like yep. that, you know. And so that is, that, and that's all about electricity and mm-hmm. electricity is energy and, right. and all that stuff. The transfer, mm-hmm. the transfer of, of energy. I mean, the first, right. the first ability to communicate was Morse code over. Well, I guess technically smoke signals from Native Americans, but right. but that also is energy. Think about it: wood burning mm-hmm. and creating smoke is a transfer of energy. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, and then you know you create something like like the telegraph. It's the same right. thing. You're sending electrical impulses through. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the theories that the guys had about Pennhurst was that they're probably about fifteen to twenty miles away from a nuclear power plant. And if that's and a water source, mm-hmm. so you know there's so if that energy there is able to actually draw from it in theory, mm-hmm. that which is which can make it so active. Uh, the crazy thing about the end story for Penhurst is that they want to end up knocking it down and building condos on it. We all say it's oh. going to be a mod- modern day oh. poltergeist movie. Oh, yep. God. Oh. I really think they need to leave it alone. Let the historical society keep that building and then use it as a source for research. Yeah, no, no doubt. And that's what it originally was purchased to do. But the historical society stepped in. Now that now we can't ever go back because our, our friend's father sold it. So we don't have we'd have to actually be uh, paying members to go there to do any more research. Mm. But there's def- there's definitely, like you said, that residual energy, whether it be from a, the energy in a battlefield or the energy from an electrical storm or the energy for anything that's passed through. You know, there, it's conductivity. And um, it's, did, it's did, amazing. Did any of you guys ever see it's, it? I thought it was a really good movie from the 80s called Prince of Darkness starring Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Um, I vaguely remember that. It but, was, but it was a, a good yeah. movie. It was a good movie. Is the the guy from uh, Halloween? Halloween, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, um, but anyways, the, the the premise of the movie was that the, they were all doing this research at this church where they thought that you know the, the devil had been contained in this fluid. 
But but what was happening is they were all having the same dream. And they couldn't figure out why they were having the same dream. And what they end up deduced because they had this physicist there was a quantum physicist is that it was the future was communicating to them, back to them, into the past through their dreams, through energy, through transfers of energy. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, this theory of, of has been around not only in theater but in practical science for, for years. It, it'd be interesting for if, if someone took a real scientific approach to the paranormal and said, we want to see if what we're really dealing with is not dead people, but, well, they would be dead technically, but we're Dude, talking can about... Dude, <laughs> can you imagine if <clears throat> there was proof that Gettysburg is still going on right now, every day, mm-hmm. in some form or fashion? Right. Some, it, you couldn't wrap your mind around it. Well, I think that would be the case with uh, any major uh, world conflict that we've had. I couldn't imagine if, like, what I did yesterday is still going on every day. You know, every day. Because it wasn't a very good day on the mail route, and I can't imagine reliving that every day. But what I'm saying is just anything, yeah, just anything going on, you know, anything that's happened still continuing on as it happened. How could you wrap your mind around that? But even if you think about it, and I think if you think about when you're growing up, everybody's got their favorite memories, you know, like whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, if you could relive that again, like, do you go back, you know, when you pass, do you go to that other dimension? Do you relive those things that you like to do and like love to do? Um, or do you get stuck to the place that you were, you know, destined not to be and, and get stuck there and mm-hmm. unfortunately have to relive that? When I was a kid, when I was in elementary school, it doesn't happen now, but when I was in elementary school, I would have a dream about being on the playground and playing in a kickball game, and and I would re- and then and then I would get to school and everybody in the dream was wearing the exact same clothes they were in the dream, and things would play out. Dude, in the that's kickball because game. when we were in elementary we school, three we only had like four outfits. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a good chance but, we were. But it was the, the but it would it would it would play out. So you'd have a dream and you would get there. And I just want to know in those kickball dreams, were you much better at kickball than you were in real life? <laughs> well, it, I mean. I guess you'd have to evaluate how good of a kickball player I really was. Well, I remember I your kickball prowess. Were, were you a good player <laughs> or were you just the water boy? First of all, it's recess. There's no water boy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Can you tell by the tone? Can you tell by the tone that he, he's taking a little bit? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> he was much better in his dreams at kickball. Well, even though with the dreams, even though you go back you with deja vu, one of the theories of deja vu is that it could you could be a living, a, reliving a past life experience, you know, and exactly, yep. So, like those things, you know, can really, you know, play with your mind. But with the dreaming factor, I will say this, and you're going back to Penhurst. After you visit Penhurst, I know for a good seven days, a good week, the the lucid dreams that I had were. Like to the point where I'd wake up at night. It was it was really like very lucid, very real, um, disconcerting dreams. So I don't know. Like we did a cleansing before and after, um, but it was always just like really, really lucid, hectic dreams, like not normal dreams. Um, kind of kind of concerning, like you know, being chased and being um, you know physically assaulted. And then it would just dissipate over a week or so. Wow! But you know, yeah. So it's 
I mean, I haven't been out on any investigations in a while just because the schedule's so tight, but uh, I know David going back out to the Gettysburg, and I know he's had a few situations where he's had people call him to do an investigation. Um, I had a woman that I work with that um, said her sister has a house, and I said, listen, we'd be willing to come out and you know take a look at it. And she said to me, point blank, my sister knows what's in the house. She wants, she wants nothing to do with it. And she just doesn't want to bring any more attention because that's how crazy her house is with whatever's going on. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm, I'm not going to dive into it anymore. It's like, <laughs> I totally get it. Wow. I mean, so somebody who has seen stuff since, since they were five, <clears throat> you, you've cut, you seem pretty at ease knowing that you're, kind of open, you know, you're, you're receptive, receptive to this. Uh, I think to a, I think to a point because it's, it's been so benign. It hasn't been, I think, you know, my, my biggest fear, if you want to call it a fear is to do anything other like, you know, that, that scared the crap out of me with that, that black figure. And to me that was demonic or evil. And I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. I don't think I'd want to, go out to a place that really had that because I had an opportunity to join a group and I talked to the woman and she said, um, you know, I, I said, I've got two young kids. And she said, well, to be honest with you, we've had a situation or two where things have come back with the people doing investigations. And I'm like, yeah, with the kids being young, I really don't want to have possibility of that happening. So this, the, the demonic, the malevolent forces, I think I'd be a little hesitant with, but something that's so inviting not inviting something so um you know just hey i'm here everything is good i'm just kind of letting you know i'm still here i'm fine with that it's the the malevolent demonic forces that would put me over the edge i can't i can't even watch the conjuring movie i can't well i'll throw something out there to you this is energy is attracted i'm reading this from uh from is that my instagram post from today okay i'm sorry from a physics article energy is attracted to energy the more energy that is collected in one area, the more attraction there is. Absolutely. The best I example of this is gravity from planetary bodies. Mm-hmm. So if you take your energy into an area that, let's say, a.k.a. haunted, you could have tracked that energy, especially if that is like a, uh, you know, like an empty prison, an empty thing mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. where it's not inhabited all the time. That energy is attracted to your energy. Yeah, because there's no energy. Yeah, there's no energy when there's nobody there. Right. You know, you think about it. Well, you think about uh, Pinhurst or whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many hours of the day is there somebody in that building? Right. You know, now you bring you and your buddy in there. You bring energy. Energy is attracted to energy. Something attaches to your energy. You take it home, attaches to your kids because they're energy. (laughs) And now you're dealing with a nightmare situation. That's scary. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's one of the reasons why, like, you know, I... I try to keep it very low key um, because again, that's the last thing I'd want is to bring something back with me. I know my friend Dave has never had that situation, but he has had a situation where he's gone and the entity said his wife's name. And he was like, he was like, wow, wow. And you know, he was like this, you know, and and he's very professional. You know, he doesn't provoke. He doesn't do anything like it. We're just there to, you know, listen, we can debunk it. We'll debunk it. And we had that happen at Pennhurst. You know, we heard this rustling and this moving. Well, there was a window open. It was a, it was a plastic bag shaking. So like, it wasn't a spirit. So, you know, 
am I sensitive? Do I have a little bit of sensitivity? Does my daughter have a little bit of sensitivity? Um, my mom would say it's malarkey, as the old folk would say. Um, you know, but, you know, again, she, I, I didn't want to bring it up to her today, but I remember as a kid, you know, my wife said back in the day, parents had priests come over to bless the house. I remember as a kid, the priest was at our house three times to bless the house. You know, uh, so, so maybe so, so I'm like, you know, are they were they trying to play it low key? And I, you know, I didn't want to bring it up to her, um, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't. The question is, I don't know, but I do know what I've experienced. And you know, if I could allow some other folks to, you know, be comfortable bringing it up to somebody and allowing that platform to elevate what they've seen to make them more comfortable, you know, I think it's important. I'm gonna throw one last thing out there just for you. Sure. Chris, just for you. You talk about whether or not you are a magnet for this type of energy. I'm reading this right now. It says, when you charge something that can store energy, okay, it becomes magnetic because of the energy collected within it. So you may have, from being a child, have collected this energy. Mm-hmm. And now you have become a magnet for the energy of going to the Penhurst or all these different places because of your experiences as a kid. Your body has collected this energy signature, mm-hmm. and now you are now the magnet. Very possible. Lucky you. There well, you go. Yeah. Here's the thing: is what I like when you can have a guest come on like you, Chris, is the fact that other people may be experiencing things and been toying mm-hmm. around with the idea of eh, maybe I should tell somebody, or then again, maybe I'm not. I don't want to be known as crazy or whatever. But when you have a platform like ours, a podcast like this, and I think it helps when you have. Uh, listeners and guests in general to come on and and explain about their experiences because I think that can help a lot of people. Yeah. It's it's true. It's it's like any other it's like any other situation. If you you know you go to a doctor or you go to a therapist to talk about things like well are there really people that can talk to you about these things if they don't believe or have an open mind? And I think you know having this platform that you know you not only share with you know the supernatural, but you're talking about your Bigfoot and the cryptids and UFOs. It's, it's, I think it's important. And I, like you said, the information and the real out, the reality is out there. There's, there's definitely something there. And, um, I think you guys do a great job with it. And and I, I really do. I do hope that, you know, some other people can feel comfortable talking about things and, and open, even with their friends. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Well, Chris, I before we sign off here, there's one EVP session I do want you to record for us, and that's when you do question your mom about having the house blessed. I will I, do that. I want to hear what that how that how that I conversation that. is. So I'm gonna throw, I'm that. gonna throw something out there to our listeners. For those of you who have a science background and know and and want to pick what I said apart. Send us an email because if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They do after every episode. I know. I just don't read them. I I can't handle that kind of negative vibe, man. (laughs) Like uh, Donald Donald Sutherland and Kelly's Heroes uh, said, (laughs) I don't know. I I can't handle these negative waves, man. I don't want these negative (laughs) waves. (laughs) But no, but but I'd be interested to hear. Look, if there's people out there that kind of share my idea or they want to supplement or they know science a lot better than what I do. As a history major, 
then uh, <laughs> then shoot shoot us an email or shoot us get a hold of Grover or, and uh, yeah. we'd be interested to chat or maybe have you on the uh, the show if you can break break down some some physics stuff for us to explain why I'm full of crap or why I could be right. Um, or if you just want to just add to the add to the add conversation. To conversation, that'd be cool. Add to the conversation. Really, he just wants you to confirm that he's right. No, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, we really appreciate it, everybody. <laughs> well, Chris, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on. I'll definitely I'll shoot you the email so you can send us those EVPs and we'll we'll, we'll do we'll put them up on our Patreon page for people to go check out because it was great outstanding it, yes be- it, it's been it's been a lot of fun gentlemen i really appreciate the opportunity and you know congratulations with the success of the podcast and the continued success throughout the years and thank you for coming yeah. on yeah, once again yep, we really care. appreciate thank it you. thank you thank you guys so we'll yep. talk hey we'll talk to you I'm, I'm really waiting on that conversation with your mom so oh yeah i'm sure it'll be a doozy <laughs> i'm sure all right we'll talk to you yep. thanks guys really yep, appreciate care, it bye-bye yep, bye-bye bye-bye Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.